Hello, and welcome to another edition of Stick Together, delivering union news and social justice issues. Stick Together is produced at 3CR in Melbourne and broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network. You can listen to the show on 3CR on 8.55am in Melbourne, on your local community radio station, or online at www.3cr.org.au forward slash stick together. I'm Grace Blake. Today on the show, we'll be talking about the Walk With Educators rally, and we talk to Dennis Rogachuk about the upcoming UK elections. But first, some union news. The 89AWU workers at Fletcher Insulation returned to work on Thursday the 25th of May after 97 days on strike. The workers won a major victory and this action shows the power of collective action and the strength that employees can find in a union and reaffirms that employees with a united purpose are able to overcome employers looking to strip conditions and cut pay. Fletcher wanted but did not get a pay freeze, unlimited use of casuals, working hours increased from the glass industry standard of 35 hours a week to 38 hours a week and a cap on payouts in the event of redundancy which would have meant only the first 13 years of service would be compensated. None of these things are in the new agreement. Among the improvements in the agreement that members voted to accept are pay increases of 2% a year, no cap on redundancy packages, hours not increased to the 38 hours, and restrictions on the use of casuals, including casual conversion after three months. AWU officials formed a guard of honour in the car park at Fletcher Insulation as the group returned to work. A man who fell 4.3 metres off a ladder at a construction site in Maidstone in Melbourne's west on Friday the 19th of May has died in hospital. It is understood the man, who was 53 years old, was performing renovation work from a ladder near the edge of a mezzanine floor when he fell to the ground floor. He suffered head injuries and died in hospital the following day. Falling from heights is one of the leading causes of death and serious injury in workplaces around the country. Since 2005, almost 18,000 workers have been injured seriously from falls in Victoria alone. This year, more than 400 workers in the state have been injured from a fall. This workplace death happened just days before a worker died on the North Connex Tunnel Project after being struck by a piece of equipment during tunnel work at the North Connex project in Sydney's northwest. The project was shut down pending further investigations. Unions and club workers have taken the fight for weekend rates to the club's Australia headquarters. Union members and club workers protested outside the club's Australia offices last week to highlight the sector's attempts to cut the pay of club's workers. A petition on penalty rates has been delivered to the CEO of Clubs Australia, Peter Newell. The petition was initiated by United Voice member and club worker Selena Young after Clubs Australia moved to attack the penalty rates of clubs workers. Joanne Schofield, National Secretary of United Voice, the hospitality union, says the community is right to be outraged that a $12 billion sector is attempting to cut the pay of some of the lowest paid workers in the country. The ACTU reports that Australians are strongly behind this campaign, with 81% saying employees required to work outside normal hours should receive a higher hourly rate of pay 
and 63% saying those working Sunday should get higher rates of pay than those working on a Saturday, according to their recent essential poll. You're listening to Stick Together, workers' stories and union news. Broadcast around the country every week on the Community Radio Network. On Saturday, the 27th of May, early childhood educators from United Voice held a rally at Melbourne's Parliament House to protest low wages across the sector as part of their Big Steps campaign. The rally follows on from a national walk-off on International Women's Day on the 8th of March, which was the biggest early education walk-off in Australian history. Stick Together spoke to early education workers who had travelled from Mildura at the rally. What is the pay disparity that you're facing at the moment? Satri in our services, or Satri in children's services would be getting paid $20 an hour, whereas in other other professions would be a lot higher than what we are getting paid at this stage. That's, That's correct, yeah. We're one of the lowest paid industries that there is. So are you getting paid the same as early education teachers? No, well under. Also at the rally was the ACTU Secretary, Sally McManus, talking about her experiences fighting for equal pay to encourage the women. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so pleased to be here. Before I was the Secretary of the ACTU, I was the leader of the Community Workers Union. And we fought for seven long years for equal pay, seven long years. And out of that fight, I learned many lessons. One of the most important lessons is this, is power depends on us just being quiet, being invisible, and just doing what we've always done and accepting our place. They depend on that. So what do you need to do to move power? You need to do what they don't expect you to do. You need to make noise. You need to come out in the streets like you are at the moment. You need to stand up and speak out and make an enormous noise so that they start saying, hang on a minute, this isn't how it's supposed to be. Early childhood educators are meant to be doing their job like they've done forever and just accepting it. When you break with what they expect, that's when power starts moving. That's what I learned out of that fight for equal pay. And the reason why I know you will continue to fight is because your cause is just. It is right. It's not right that women's work is valued differently to men's. It's not right that caring and educating our young people, our youngest people, is valued, devalued in the way it is. And we need to change that. We need to change that so the pay gap between men and women stops being 18%. It hasn't moved for 25 years and it won't move until we move it. The other thing I learned for seven years of fighting for equal pay can be summed up in three words. Never give up. Keep fighting no matter what, in the dark times when it seems hard, in the good times when people are behind you. 
power has to see that you're getting bigger and stronger and you're not going away. Now I stand before you as leader of the ACTU and I want to say to you, the whole of the trade union movement is behind you. We are behind you because your cause is just and you are prepared to fight. So for as long as you're prepared to fight, we will never give up either. Thank you. The educators have strong support from parents of the children in their care. One parent, Amy Christensen, spoke to the crowd. Hi everyone. I wanted to come down here to say that as a parent I actually really value what you're all doing and I support the action that you're taking. Uh, The wages and conditions in the early childhood education are incredibly poor for the significant work that you all do. Research tells us that children, um, the interactions that children have with responsive adults in the first five years are actually the most important learning years of their lives and at the moment that's not really recognised. Um, Aside from parents, it's all of you that do that important work and at the moment you're not really being uh, recognised for that at all. While it might be inconvenient for me to make alternative arrangements during the industrial action, it's actually high time that governments support improved wages and conditions for this sector, particularly in long daycare. When I enrolled my eldest child this year in prep, they told me that the fees were $150 for a year. That's only about $20 more than what I pay for my youngest child in early childhood every day. It's actually less than what I pay for him to go three days a week to early childhood. Yet we know from research that it's actually the education that's done with children when they're the youngest that has the biggest impact academically, socially and otherwise. every dollar of public money that we invest in early childhood, and I say we because as a community we actually all have a part to play in this, everyone benefits from early childhood education, Um, that's currently around a fifth, (laughs) it's about five times under the OECD average for early childhood education, Uh, that's just not enough and a large proportion of that is actually paid by parents, quite a high proportion of that is paid by parents. So private spending on early childhood education, that is the out-of-pocket proportion that parents pay, is actually much higher in Australia than it is in other countries. So we aren't lacking evidence to show that what you do is important. We have the evidence to show that what you do is important. And we have the evidence to show that quality early childhood education matters. What we are lacking is the political will and the public investment to make sure that what we know about early childhood education can actually be put into practice every day. Thanks very much. The issue is seen not only as a workers' rights issue, but also as a gender-based one due to the high numbers of women in the sector. Helen Gibbons, Assistant National Secretary of United Voice, explains. What we know is that people that work in early education and care, 97% of them are female. And this is no better illustration of the equal pay gap in Australia. If they have similar qualifications and worked in a male-dominated industry, they could expect to earn twice as much. We've been polling uh, educators all across Australia and said, what are you willing to do about this? Are you willing to escalate action? Are you willing to step up and demand that this federal government listen? And today we announced the results of that survey. 95% of them said that they're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to escalate the action and they're willing to keep it going until Malcolm Turnbull takes this seriously. So what further actions have United Voice planned? 
Well, I should imagine that we're going to be seeing lots of rallies and lots of actions all across the country. But what we're also going to be seeing is centres closing down and educators walking off the job. There is no stronger statement than the withdrawal of your labour and being able to say to people, I can't afford to keep working and you need to take me seriously. United Voice members have voted overwhelmingly in favour of further industrial action, with 95% of members saying yes to action plan for September. Rav Ntuilagilagi, one of the Mildura delegates at the rally, had this to say about the support that members have received. We are happy because it makes our work easy now because we got one of our centre director here with us today because they will make that call. They're the one that's going to be like speak on our behalf to the company that we work in. The rally concluded with a walk to Fitzroy Gardens and a family fun day. A feature of the protest was a local samba band and dancers. listening to Stick Together. I'm Grace Blake and that was a report on the Walk with Educators rally coming to you from Parliament House in Melbourne. Stick Stick together. together. Stick together. Stick together. Stick together. Stick together. Stick together. Stick together. You're listening to Stick Together on Community Radio. I'm talking here today with Dennis Rogachuk, and many of our listeners might remember Dennis uh, as he is a former presenter for the show. Welcome to Stick Together, Dennis. Thank you very much, Grace. It's great to be back. So why don't you start by telling us what you've been up to since you were last on the show? Well, as many listeners would know, I departed Stick Together in August last year because I was going on a uh, what turned out to be a nine-month uh, trip to Spain, where I well I caught up with uh, some of my old some of my uh, language studies, but more importantly, I decided to immerse myself in the uh, current. Um, well, current uh, crises and upheavals that uh, gripple not just Europe, but uh, also also the UK. So 
what's going on there? The election is is the big thing that's happening coming up on June eight. Certainly, yes, certainly. Well, uh, as um, some of, or as some of you might uh, might know, one of the uh, uh, one of the biggest news that's been coming out of the UK has, of course, been uh, Brexit and the kind of effect that it's had on the political landscape uh, in the UK. Uh, but uh, what's been also what's been also just as exciting has of course been the well the spectacular rise and the spectacular uh, uh, political journey that uh, journey that uh, was undertaken by the labor leader Jeremy Jeremy Corbyn and his attempt to well bring the labor party back to to its origins its origins of being the party of the of the working class that that stands for uh, for the rights of the working class and for constructing democratic uh, socialism. So, what support has he been getting? The unions have been getting involved. What have what have they been doing? Oh, that's that's certainly true. Um, one of the biggest unions in the UK is Unite the Union, which has almost one half million members. Um, it's been one of the, one of the strongest supporters of Jeremy Corbyn and of the Labour Party. Um, it's uh, Unite the Union is led by uh, Len McCluskey, who's been the general secretary. secretary. Um, there for for the last few years, and he was also recently re-elected. So this sign, this was a sign of uh, of confidence in the left wing leadership um, in the uh, in the union, as well as the as as well as the union members' support for uh, for the agenda of uh, of of Len and of uh, Jeremy Corbyn. Uh, but more importantly, uh, right across right across the board, the trade unions um, have been. Uh, on, uh, on board in supporting a labor campaign. Uh, one of the other uh, quite uh, prominent trade unions in the UK has been the Rail Mar- Maritime and Transport Union, or the RMT, which is considered to be possibly the most militant of all trade unions in the UK. And it was, it was led until 20, 2014 by the uh, legendary Bob Crow, who was... Um, uh, who was uh, who led who led a number of uh, strikes on the London London tube there and has been uh, called one of the well one of the one of the most feared trade union leaders uh, in the UK. So uh, Bob Crow's uh, tra- trade union, uh, which traditionally which which previously actually disaffiliated itself from the Labour Party and from the trade union Congress, has. Um, uh, there has certainly been quite a, quite a shift in its politics in actually in supporting Jeremy Corbyn, due to uh, well not not just due to the left wing politics which uh, he and Labour Party and Labour Party leadership now uh, now espouse, uh, but also to the fact that Labour Party has uh, under under Jeremy Corbyn has really been returning back uh, to its uh, uh, to its roots. So, what is Labour's position? Well, uh, the Labour Manifesto, which was um, uh, released uh, just uh, just over a week ago and was leaked uh, uh, previously, has actually has actually generated quite a uh, quite a bit of popularity right, right across right across the UK, particularly among the young people, the working, the working class, the unemployed, and the and the disadvantaged. Um, one of the well. Um, going through the entire manifesto will take too much time, but uh, some of the biggest highlights which caught the attention of the of the people has been number one is banning zero hour contracts, and well, uh, which which effectively in Australia's case would be equivalent to banning insecure work or banning um, labour hire uh, contracts, which is uh, zero hour contracts are one of the, one of the biggest problems uh, in the UK at the moment, and one of the biggest causes of job insecurity and uh, precarity there. 
Uh, secondly, Labour manifestos uh, stated in the in their manifesto, Labour has stated that uh, uh, they will not uh, be raising any tax on uh, individuals who earn uh, below eighty thousand uh, pounds. Basically, ninety five percent of the uh, working population will uh, will not uh, receive any tax increases under Labour, and instead, Labour will attempt to. Uh, uh, will actually attempt to increase taxation on the top 5% uh, as well as uh, dealing with uh, tax evasion uh, tax evasion among the biggest uh, multinationals uh, in the UK and then using the, ma- the last majority, vast majority of this uh, new tax funds in order to fund the National Health Service and to set up a um, set up, to set up a public set up a public investment bank in the UK in order to de- in, order, in order to actually deal with the with the problems of of the recession and of the uh, of the economic decl- uh, decline uh, and also uh, also also quite uh, quite importantly um, labor's position on brexit has been quite significant as even though they they've they've stated that they they recognize the um, the election the, the result of the brexit vote so they they've Stated they will follow up with the result of the um, of the Brexit vote. They say that uh, Brexit, um, even if the UK ends up leaving uh, the Euro- the European Union, they they wish they wish to they wish to negotiate a deal which protects the rights of the British workers uh, right alongside the rights of the EU EU workers, which ensures that um, uh, that the uh, that the ethnic and the religious minorities in in the UK are defended against racism and against xenophobia, and to ensure that the UK still has access to the single market of of the European Union, Union which is which is a key for to ensure to ensure the uh, free movement of labour, so free movement of uh, both British and EU workers uh, between um, between EU and uh, the UK. I th- but I think uh, one uh, one of the most important things to note in this. Um, in this election has actually has actually been um well say the 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 amazing recovery that labor has um uh, recorded uh, since when the when the snap general election was announced uh, just uh, just under a month uh, just over a month ago uh, labor was uh, polling at around 24% while the tories were at around uh, 47% so there was a huge there was a, uh, tories were ahead by a huge uh, lead and it seemed to be that labor uh, was headed for a complete decimation uh, the last poll that I, that I checked um from from YouGov stated that uh, that lead has now been reduced to just five percent, with Tories polling at forty three percent against Labour's thirty eight percent. Now that I mean that that's and a lot of this actually is on the back of the Labour manifesto and of the, the of the popularity of Labour's positions and a lot a lot of uh, a lot of which uh, um, a lot a lot of which actually t- tie in with the. With the left-wing leadership of of Jeremy Corbyn, so I believe I believe this uh, this sort of newfound this this spectacular recovery and this new popularity of Labour is very much due to the left-wing positions to the uh, and to the anti-austerity positions that was that were undertaken by uh, Jeremy Corbyn and uh, Labour la- Labour leadership. And um, one final question: How do you think the events in Manchester will affect Labour and the election? Well, uh, Jeremy Corbyn's response to the Manchester attack has actually been one of, you know, a, a message of, uh, of, uh, of fighting, fighting against, uh, fighting against hate, against division, against xenophobia, and against, 
and against uh, extremism, rather rather than uh, succumbing, to, uh, rather than basically succumbing to um, uh, to uh, to fear. And this kind of message has actually resonated quite well. Seem to have resonated quite quite well right across uh, the electorates in the UK since the vote that I mentioned before actually came straight after the Manchester uh, bombing. Uh, but uh, since the security um, uh, has been uh, well, since uh, Theresa, Theresa May, the uh, Prime Minister, has announced that um, there'll be uh, you know the security level has been upgraded to critical, we could we could also start seeing that there's that there could. We would also see that uh, quite a lot of the right-wing groups and extreme right-wing uh, groups um, and, and also the, the, the far-right parties like uh, UKIP or UK, UK Independence Party will attempt to actually use this strategy in order to uh, whip up more hatred against uh, Muslims, against Arabs and against other uh, ethnic and religious minorities uh, in the UK. So. So perhaps the question of ter- of terrorism and, and security will be more dominating will be will, uh, in this in these last uh, weeks of the election. Uh, but the message which uh, Jeremy Corbyn and Labour Party is is putting forward is 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 one that actually it seems like a genuine alternative to um, to fear and to and to intolerance, and which is now in which seem to have seems to actually be um, flowing on. And being and being accepted uh, quite well all throughout all throughout the UK. Thanks for coming in, Dennis. Oh, it's a, it's a pleasure, Grace. That was Dennis Rogachuk talking to Stick Together about the upcoming UK elections. That's all for this week's show. Thanks to Helen Gibbons, Rav Natulagilagi, and Dennis Rogachuk for talking to us today. Stick Together is produced in Melbourne at Three CR Radio. The show is broadcast nationally on the Community Radio Network and you can listen to us on your local community radio station. If you're listening online, you can find the podcast at 3cr.org.au forward slash stick together. You can also contact the producers of the show by emailing sticktogether3cr at gmail.com or by calling 03 9419 8377 and leaving us a message. And remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. My name's Grace Blake. I'll leave you now with some more of the wonderful samba music that was played at the Walk With Educators rally on Saturday. Until next time, bye for now.